Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Scarlett. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. Juice. No, it's just orange juice. Not on the sauce tonight. I'm getting crunk, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come for my opinions. No, 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 no. It's, um, what are you drinking? I'm having some Prosecco. So I was mm. going to have some red wine because I've got some nice red wine. So I joined like, there was this deal on this website where I got like wine for like 12 bottles of wine for really cheap. And you're meant to like stay with the company but obviously no you no one does unsubscribe yeah yeah so I'm still working my way through that and I was like you know what it's a nice evening like I'm gonna mm. have some Prosecco I'm, I'm making my way through a bottle you know <laughs> Prosecco really for me is like drunk if you're celebrating something it's not I've made it through Tuesday <laughs> like yeah, yeah that's true that's true that's true I tell you what, these weeks are becoming, these days are becoming a triumph. Um, God. What's your fashion story? My first one is that Off White has named the successor to Virgil Abloh. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Mm. So it's it came out maybe a couple weeks ago or a week ago or something like that. Um, oh my god, time just I've lost all sense of time. I know. So can I just I'm say when at- it comes to time. I know that time gets like faster as you get older. Yeah, it does. He must be 80 years old because I'm sorry it's going like this right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, because I'm looking at my phone now and I sent this to you last week. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't two weeks ago. Um you said the yeah. off-white thing to me. Yeah, I did. You just don't look at my messages. <laughs> I do. Anyway, um oh so, my god. So um yes, they have named the successor for Virgil Abloh. And kind of business of fashion had kind of said he was quote unquote a natural successor. Okay. For the same reason when we had our Virgil Abloh episode, there was a there's a lot of emphasis emphasis in his life that he was a multitasker and he yeah. was like multidisciplinary and mm. in lots of things at the same time, fashion, art, music, and all of that. And uh, the designer who's been named is called Ib Kamara. And he is an editor, a stylist, musician, filmmaker, wow. furniture designer, um, and now image director of Off-White. 
Very cool. Yeah. I mean, there are probably lots of you out there who know or who have seen this guy and he's on your radar and he has not been on my radar. So I actually know... (laughs) I know very little about him. But that's okay because We're about to see some more, you know? Huh? We're about to see more of him. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I I would say that I knew very little of Virgil Abloh before Off-White became like a big deal and a thing that people... And I imagine it's the same case for this guy that he's actually been on the scene for a while but he just hasn't had his his platform yeah exactly so I think he has he has been on the scene for a while I believe they were friends and it made sense to name someone who was in his in Virgil's image let's say so it'd be interesting to see what happens I mean I'm not the biggest fan of what Off-White have produced but I've always been interested Need in their collab. about Miss Kylie's Met Gala. Oh, well, yeah. it, was, it was shit, wasn't it? Um, she didn't want to be there. The dress didn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but they but they've had good collaborations. I like the Jimmy Choo collaboration they had a, a number of years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it's an interesting brand as such. But I will say I kind of put it in a general kind of in the same pot as what Balenciaga does now in terms of streetwear. We're not talking haute couture. We're not talking embellishments or anything that would scream craftsmanship. We are talking about things maybe. The now, the trends. Things that are styled well together. Um, I personally think that Virgil Abloh's, from what I've seen of his work, granted I haven't seen everything he's ever done, but from what I've seen, his stuff at Louis Vuitton was really good and to me was more fashion than off-white but yeah yeah we'll see we'll watch the space see what the next show entails and I mean I hope I hope I imagine the kind of appointment like that he's gonna have been in the shadow or he's gonna have been doing something and it's it's gonna work out fine yeah I agree (laughs) what is your fashion story though so my fashion story is the time 100 most influential people and you know what I actually find this a really weird list if I think about it is it I've never really paid much attention to these lists they're all like dick swinging competitions aren't they for the most part that's why I find it a bit weird it's like who's hot right now who's just recently had a film come out or who's recently done something philanthropic and like I guess because influencing and influencers become a different word than it used to be as well but Mm. anyway yeah enough of that debate Miss Zendaya made the (gasps) list oh and so I didn't know when you get made part of the times 100 someone writes something about you Mm-mm. I was going to read you what Zendaya um, had written about her. Okay. So to me, Zendaya is a thousand years old. She's already lived many lives before this one. And yet she is as young as springtime. By some inextricable paradox, she also gives the impression of having been born sometime far into the future. She is timeless and all can do. And she can do it all. Mm-hmm. In just the past year or so, Zendaya radiated it like a shooting star captured on Malcolm and Marie. She emotionally exploded. Her teenage years disintegrated into euphoria. She shone in Spider-Man No Way Home, a movie that dominated the box office in a year that became the muse of extremes. But Zendaya is much more than that. She is an autonomous creative force herself, a cultural icon in the making a person driven by pure inspiration, empathy and respect for her craft, who uses authenticity as a new superpower. She seems fearless, her roots run deep, and I love that she still laughs like a kid. Zendaya is the future and there is nothing more comforting to me. This is only the beginning. Jesus. Imagine, my funeral (laughs) won't be so nice. (laughs) Her obituary can't top that. Um, 
I think the opening bit of that was so well written and so true. She's, She's so cultural icon. She defies the. I agree. She defies the years. Yeah, she does. And I think, I think that's what Rihanna did at the beginning. And I'm not talking about Rihanna now and her mm-hmm. like, tragic love life. Um, but there was like she, she takes fashion risks. She's doing it that's like a, appropriate for the time. Mm-hmm. She's still able. We're still able to relate to her as like I'm guessing she's like 20. We're still able to relate to her as like a 20 year old, but she mm. also carries herself like she could be 30. Yeah, there's she does. just this kind of ethereal mm-hmm. like magnitude, and I just think, and first of all, a hundred percent, her fashion looks have contributed to this. So that's why I picked yes. it is because a hundred percent her catwalk. Like her red carpet looks have mm-hmm. contributed to this. They have been the front page. They have been the it thing of Instagram, Vogue, what have you. And that's a huge factor to this, like this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like fashion's a big impetus. Yeah, okay, you've had a box office, but also when you were having that Spider Man movie, all like all over TikTok, people were posting her looks because they they paid tribute to different Spider-Man films. And like, you know, it's it's all the momentum that comes with it that now creates someone to be a star. And so yeah. I'm I'm gonna say I think I think fashion was a huge part of her making this list. Definitely, I agree. I think what I would say that I think separates Zendaya from a lot of like other women who are big fashion icons of today and I just use the word icons loosely but I think that Zendaya comes out with outfits which are really well thought of obviously it's not just her she has a stylist Mm. um they're really well thought of they're sometimes like referential of a different time or a different era that's why she's so good at the Met Gala um she is like for me Rihanna is more playful she wears what she wants when she wants um she's not really concerned with trends and things like that and I think that's why people like Rihanna she has a an undeniable confidence about her it's an unwavering confidence Zendaya is like you're right she can dress beyond her years and understands fashion beyond her years but she's also quite a young likable person um and yeah fashion is definitely her medium I don't read stuff about Zendaya really I think I I might follow her on Instagram but she doesn't really come on my timeline um I know she does do a lot she's kind of quote-unquote social activist in that sentence but really I don't hear I don't really hear much about her but I do see her looks Mm -hmm. and how she presents herself and it's impressive for someone of that age and yeah I think that's all to do with fashion really also I really liked the film Malcolm and Marie and I think not a lot of other people did you didn't like it I haven't seen it it. no it's good it's on Amazon Prime it's basically um I think it's shot all in one go oh wow so it's about this guy and his girlfriend. He is a, like an expi- aspiring director. And I think his film had just debuted that evening. And they're like in Hollywood. And, you know, they'd gone to this event where it was screening his film. And they were like hobnobbing with industry lot. And they come home. And it's about, it's like them having this big debrief about the night. And they also get into arguments with each other. It's like the ebbs and flows of this like conversation, the singular conversation they have through the night with each other. Um, Parts of it, they're like really loving. Parts of it, they're like going at each other, like arguing. It's just really, I think it's really well done and really interesting. And it's like an image of, uh, obviously it's it's dramatised, but it's like the image of a relationship that you rarely get to see in films. It looks a bit like you can one minute you like the person, next minute you can't stand them. Mm. You know, <laughs> watch it. It's on. I don't know if you have. No, I'll watch it. I will. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, sure. my second one 
is a big one actually I think it's significant I read an article today about it if it's the one Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you're saying yeah and it was the BBC saying how they think this will change the face of everything Hmm. of the the face of everything well the fast fashion industry they thought it would really change people's attitudes buying clothes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what we're talking about is that the reality show the massive reality show Love Island. Back in two weeks. Is it two weeks? Yeah, it's I need to watch it. <laughs> okay, okay, I need to get ready. Um, <laughs> and now they... we have to have a fashion segment. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. A oh, really, really well produced. <laughs> We'll get a jingle ready for it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, we need to do a new jingle. Um, so they have dumped their, their love affair with fast fashion partnerships advertising in exchange for a partnership sponsorship with eBay. And what this signals is quite big because Love Island... I would say is probably now we were all shopping fast fashion before Love Island really became massive, especially in the UK. Yeah. But Love Island, I would hazard a guess that it's the single most influential reason why so many people in this country buy fast fashion, especially girls and guys of a particular age, definitely Gen Z, who love a party outfit we all love a party outfit a summer outfit a little co-ward to you know go to that I don't know pool party in. yeah man uh, um, what you guys do yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they had partnered with a number of different fast fashion retailers boohoo uh in the style I think um pretty little thing all of these brands that were fast fashion like really cheap clothing yeah and they what they do is all the contestants on the show each season are given like loads of clothes to pick from provided by their sponsor to wear throughout the um the season um constantly so the bikinis the evening wear the accessories everything um and it translates into big bucks, loads of sales year after year. And I'm sure that these um, fast fashion brands have been paying a lot of money in order to get that really coveted sponsorship slot with Love Island. And for them to finally turn their back on fast fashion and partner up with eBay is really gonna disincentivize, I think, kids from buying fast fashion I don't know if they'll all suddenly turn to eBay and depending on what the advertising is like because if eBay does some really they run some really good ads I think it could work but I think what will happen is that a lot of the like kids who are like in their teens and early 20s will because they're not going to be pushing fast fashion on these guys they're less likely to be like, oh, I love what she's wearing. Let me go and order it now. Yeah. So there's going to be less attention and less focus on these fast fashion brands. And that will translate into less sales. Now, I don't know if they're all going to run to eBay now and start buying stuff off eBay. But you know what? eBay has like fresh stuff. And eBay, I think eBay is a different place than we knew it when we were younger. Mm. and I think there's a whole fashion scene and yeah maybe not all their clothes are going to come from eBay but maybe once they've worn it they're going to be posted there or whatever it might be Mm. there will be a connection there and that is what a lot of Gen Z do anyway and I feel like a grandma saying that but they wear something once and they sell it straight away on Depop or Vinted and they just kind of don't hold on to it like us hoarders Mm. um so I don't know if maybe that's the partnership, but also they've always to get sent in with like suitcases of different stuff from different brands. Mm-hmm. And just hopefully there's more variety. And I know that there's a lot of money to be made where you go, oh my God, I love her bikini. Where's it from? Mm-hmm. But also 
you don't need that exact bikini. If you yeah. like her blue bikini, you mm-hmm. can find one similar. And maybe she got it on eBay and maybe it's pre-loved or maybe it's from a charity shop and you can't find that exact one, but you can find something similar. Yeah, And I think that we have to probably be better at that because at the moment we just think, and I'm definitely a victim of this, I see something, I want that exact one. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to retrain ourselves to go, oh my God, that blue is a really nice color. I'll find something in that blue or whatever it might be and retrain ourselves to not be like, I need this exact top that she's wearing on Love Island. Um, I agree. I do. I agree with you. But then I also feel like there are some loopholes. Like, firstly, I think that because there's so much clothes out there and so much stuff oh out there, gosh, yeah. when you see someone in something, you need to get that one because yeah. it's like it's the cut, it's the shade. You start to and get you very like that exact one for sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you could go and get another blue bikini somewhere, but it's not going to have the same effect mm-hmm. in your mind. That's how it is because not all bikinis are built the same. So yeah, you are definitely right. I do it as well. When I want to get something, I want to get that thing because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the one that's going to work. And we do probably need to retrain ourselves um, and kind of get ourselves away from that thinking. I wonder if being, uh, having a partnership with eBay and therefore all the contestants are going to be wearing more of a variety of clothing will it lead to better styling because one could hope (laughs) because ebay basically you can't like necessarily go on there and have like the full run of sizing you know what i mean you're gonna have like a size 8 in that item a size 12 in that item a size 16 in the other one so people are gonna have to pick and mix and like style things in a more original way because it's a mishmash of stuff isn't it Mm. so we might find that people are gonna experiment more with styling or have to think a little bit outside of the box if they know that they can't get the exact thing that they want um in the exact size or in you know but also hopefully if like if TV, because that was coming right with ITV, there was like a shock me function. Yeah. It can be a, like how eBay says things like this. Oh, if you like this, we also have that. I think it will just encourage people. It might just encourage that train of thought of, mm. oh, I can't get that exact skirt, but I can get a really similar one. I can style it the same way and it it won't look too different yeah and maybe I really like that idea and maybe it's to make us think that because you know what uh, a lady I follow on Instagram her name's the Anna Edit she's like big on YouTube and big on Instagram and um, and she did this like fairly recently where she would see an influencer post an outfit and she'd go I'm gonna recreate this with stuff I have in my wardrobe yeah and of Mm -hmm. course then it's not like if someone's got a cream jumper she's not necessarily got one and she's got a gray jumper but it's more the principle of like oh it's a color block outfit or it's like a tonal thing or it's neutrals or Mm -hmm. I'm wearing a big loose coat over like a fitted jumper or whatever it might be and I think we have to remember and I remember I used to watch makeup tutorials with this as well when back in the day on YouTube, if you watch a YouTube tutorial, you'd want to buy every product they used in the tutorial. Yeah. And actually the reality is if they're using a gold eyeshadow and you've got a gold eyeshadow, you can use that gold eyeshadow without buying yeah. what they're using. And I think that YouTube started moving away from that, being like, if you've got something similar, use that. Yeah. You saw makeup artists doing that. And it's often. so true with fashion of like, oh, you haven't got a pink shirt, but if you've got a white one, it works just the same. Like, I think... I think we've forgotten a little bit that we can style ourselves and we can for sure, yeah, get back into that frame of mind. And I really hope Love Island, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how the clothing's going to be in relation to eBay or if they're just a sponsor and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take some time to develop that sponsorship. Who knows? But I think it's really cool. You know what it makes me think of? I can't think of his name. What's his name? Was his name Brett or my thing? Yeah, Brett. Yeah, the model guy. Mm. I think he'll be really happy. 
That's all I can think of. I got it from his Instagram. Of course you did. Yes, I got it from his. He told me. He told you. I have have a little potential loophole to all of this and how it could easily be manipulated. So if, if you're someone who shops on eBay, I occasionally sell stuff on eBay. So every so often I, you know, have a little browse. Um, there are a lot of charity shops on there, which is cool. Like cancer research, they've always got great bits. Um, and then you see there's an outlet section. So outlet stuff can be sold on eBay, which I think is also great because you get a bit of discount and it's like surplus and whatnot. But there are people who treat eBay as like their second store. Yeah. And I do not see how larger brands if they have outlet stores what is stopping them from selling normal stuff that they've produced via their outlet on ebay there's nothing stopping brands like pretty little thing outlet or pretty little thing second life or something like that to you know open up an ebay store and sell their stuff in the same way so that when people are watching love island and they click through on that link and they're like oh i need a blue bikini they can be like well they can suggest those new newly produced items that's what i think might happen i mean i guess that's a bit like the zara it's on sale but we made it for sale kind of yeah um I don't know I'm, I'm really interested to see how it's going to be what clothes they bring into the villa if we're gonna if we're gonna see a visual difference my bet is no we won't mm. and maybe the premise is is that they're that whatever they wear gets sold on I think that's the easiest link that I can think of rather than having all their clothes from eBay because let's be honest in the least I don't mean this rudely the people that it attracts are the people who want to buy some like one-time clothes from fast mm. fashion so maybe it's more that once it's worn they sell it on or I don't know. maybe we maybe we underestimate the viewership maybe that they've yeah. been trained to... I've, only, I've seen only positive things about this by the way like I haven't seen a single thing that someone's like oh this is awful I've only seen positive like reactions mm-hmm so maybe we are underestimating. Yeah, but it'll be interesting. Happens in two weeks. Oh so. my God, yes. You know what? It just something came to my head though. Not Love, Love Island music, Big Brother music. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was like Big Brother and oh, I miss Big Brother. We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Starloves of Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode, and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. If you're a good listener, and we know you all are, Mm. I'm sorry, we brought up the Kardashian name a few times the last few weeks. And I'm going to say, I hope this is the last for a while. Mm. But we cannot ignore that Kravis got married. And so what has inspired this topic is untraditional wedding garments. And Miss Courtney wore a mini dress. And yes, she wore a huge Fail that was embroidered but she was wearing a mini dress mm. and I think I think that weddings are a big deal and wedding fashion is a big deal and we've discussed mm. traditional weddings but a lot of people aren't getting married in the same way that they used to mm. and so a lot of people are opting for less traditional 
garments. And so I think we should explore that. Yeah. Um, first off, the mini dress. Yeah, we have to kind of start there because I was think it that even was a mini dress. It was a corset and knickers with a sheer overlay. Oh yeah, it was like a slip, wasn't it, with a corset over the top. I will say I liked it. Do if it I think a mini it's... dress, I would have been okay, but I didn't want to see her knickers. No, I didn't. But you know what? <laughs> She's trying really hard to be quite rock and roll. Yeah. And I really respect the dedication to Dolce & Gabbana. Oh, okay. So that was going to be awesome. (laughs) Because if really the mini skirt offends me far less than the fact that fucking Dolce & Gabbana sponsored pretty much the the whole thing. (laughs) I don't know. Honest honest to God, okay? Like, I don't want to get on my high horse. I just have it, you know? But like, they just go through... Like these designers, like they're trends, and it's I knew no, they from that the mini dress she wore when they got like legally married in California was that the same dress Dolce, well, that with yeah. like that embellishment, like on the rib cage, like below her bust line. I was like, that's fucking Dolce. And then, of course, the entire few days leading up to this, and like this, this the black dress she wore with like the blue, the black veil and the blue trim. And like all this stuff, I was like, Dolce and Gabbana is like the whole sponsor. Mm-hmm. No, like I think they, they like they literally can't organized even hide it. it. No, I think they organized it. Of um, course. So the thing is, I have a I have a few gripes. Um, they've always been linked to Dolce and Gabbana. They go to all the shows. I think Miss Chris loves them. She's always wearing like (laughs) leopard print caftan by them or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just really, I don't think the Kardashians can sit there and say that, you know, we, you know, we're all about like racial equality and all this and half their kids are mixed and all of this and they go so hard to support Dolce and Gabbana who have said egregious things about different types of outrageous I know and and haven't apologized for it by the way no they don't want to and I don't (laughs) need an apology from them I'd much rather people if they're going to say something and they stand by it because that's what they actually think don't give me a half-assed apology because what's the point you know I just don't get it I really don't I think like they just gloss over the fact and yes of course there are a lot of companies out there who do a lot of shit and are not great people I get it I get it but as someone a family so culturally relevant as Dolce and and Gabbana what am I talking about the Kardashians to just like be blissfully ignorant about the history of Dolce and Gabbana of what they said and what they've done and how they feel about people is inexcusable to me Mm. but I will say that the fact that it's all Dolce and Gabbana and the whole family, everyone, the guests, it seemed like the entire clan was dressed in it. I think it says something about the speed at which they got married. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like Dolce and Gabbana gave the vibe of like a shotgun wedding. Yeah. That's what it gave to me. But anyway, we're not going to linger on Kravis and... Would you wear tra- would you wear traditional garments if you got married? No. I don't think so. You know what? It's so weird. I was thinking about this. Am I getting married? No, but you've got to think about these things. So exactly. anyway, you've got to be prepared. Um- <laughs> Girl Scouts, always be prepared. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking because I really don't like the idea. For me personally, this is not what other people should be doing. Me personally, I don't like the idea of a big wedding. I don't want the speeches. I don't want the just the awkward feeling of like people of their eyes are burning into the back of your neck. I don't really want to walk down the aisle or anything. Me, ideally, I would like a registry or I'd like a Vegas. Please get straight to the point. Also, I have a feeling that I don't want to, if you're in like a solid relationship enough that you say to each other, let's get married. I don't really want to jinx that. Yeah. 
you know when people do like extravagant weddings mm. and you're like oh mate like it's not about the wedding it's about the marriage isn't it and don't get me wrong Fancy. I like a big party so if you invite me to a big wedding I'm coming and I'm gonna yeah. enjoy myself and I'm gonna be like cheering you on but I don't know if it's for me so I, I say all that to say what I'd wear is and I think you might be jealous oh no no, what I would wear is a two-piece white Chanel suit. Oh my god, I hate you. Yeah, I'll beat you to it. <laughs> Hear me out. Will I be saving money by buying a Chanel suit? No, I won't be because they're fucking egregiously slow expensive. It's a slow clap for you. <laughs> but imagine button-down jacket, yeah. mini. I, I like the idea of a mini skirt. I'm short. I'm five two, so it could still work. I'm also thinking, let me be corny and wear like those Manolo Blonics. Yes! With the front, yes! you know? yeah, because why not? Um, not in a white though, because I want to be able to wear my shoes again, you know? Um, so I'll think about that. But <laughs> the suit, I feel like I could wear it again. I could yeah. wear it again. And it would also be a cute look. It would be a vibe. Um, so it's a tweed jacket and a tweed skirt. And it will probably run me like seven grand, if I'm honest, because they're so expensive. <laughs> but yeah, that would be my non-traditional option. Because uh, I just think it would be cute. And I think I'm more likely to wear the separates again. But um, I think for... This occasion and her mini dress, I think her and her wearing her mini dress because she wanted to be rock and roll. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's like a new phase of her life. So I get it. But what about you? What are you wearing? I think you're wearing something traditional, aren't you? You are. I really don't know. And it would really take someone to ask me for me to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just want to also tell everyone who's listening to this podcast that Scarlett handmade her own prom dress. I did. Very, very impressive. It was. And have I thought about making my own wedding dress? Yes, I have. Would I? No, I wouldn't. No, don't. That's too much work. It's too much work. It's too much pressure. But also, now having worked in fashion, I want I want the like the care and labor of of somebody else and I don't mean that in a rude way like I want the passion and the design of someone else um for me to wear um in a dream world would I wear Ellie Saab yes I would in a dream yeah, world yeah. would I wear Vinci Chanel yes I would yeah um this is why I've always said I would buy my own dress or outfit because I don't expect anyone to pay what I would pay for <laughs> my wedding <laughs> um I wouldn't be surprised if I didn't wear white okay and yeah I wouldn't be surprised I don't know the situation I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up being like something a bit unusual um it, it really depends like I know this sounds silly it really depends on the person and the situation but if I were being myself, it probably wouldn't be the most traditional. Or, really? or I would find ways to make it not traditional, whether that's like some funky music or the accessories or something. I think that I'd need to show my personality somehow. Yeah. I think when I say I expect you to wear a traditional dress. I think it will be floor length and it will be a dress is what I would expect. I mean, would I it like my like, gown moment? Of course I would. Yeah, yeah, I think it might be like a silver. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be like a silver instead of an off-white or a white or an ivory. It might be... Uh... Look, I'm, 100% it's not going to be like a princess dress. Would I wear an, a floor length gown? Probably. Um but I don't know I, I just don't know I definitely want like fun accessories like I want my shoes to do all the talking that mm. kind of a situation yes. for sure mm. um I want some hair accessories I want some like yeah I want that for sure um but yeah I definitely don't think there's only one vibe 
And I love when people wear like a 1950s length dress, like the midi length. I think that's Mm -hmm. beautiful. I love the kind of courthouse um, registry office vibe of a suit. Mm -hmm. I actually would really like if I got married or if I got married abroad and then had a registry office, I would love to wear like a funky suit yeah or whatever I actually um it's a really nice situation I watched a video some time ago um an influencer online and she was talking about her wedding that she had during COVID where does she live somewhere in Europe might be Switzerland or something Mm. and they had a registry office wedding because of the time they could only have like two witnesses with them it was just them like no one else parents lived abroad whatever and um she's like kind of wealthy in her own right but she married rich and for their registry wedding she wore the your bar suit so the bar jacket and the skirt you know the the maria version not yep. the, obviously the original version but um and I think she she was asked answering questions that people had sent into her about her wedding and people said like oh like I can't believe you went with something so plain and she was like I don't know how a Dior bar suit is is plain considered plain or like considered quote-unquote boring like you're making it like I'm wearing Zara (laughs) exactly and it was incredibly chic like that's the thing Going back to Courtney and her kind of like unconventional. People who know fashion know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's such a good point because you want something in your pictures that will always look timeless. That's really hard to achieve because what is timeless? It's all I strive for. (laughs) But I, I was looking at some pictures of her wedding and the theme and what everyone was wearing and all the guests and it's it's a very if you know fashion you know it's Dolce and Gabbana to the core yeah but it's like it's like a gothic version of it Mm -hmm. so there was like more black but there was also the leopard print and the roses and that over romanticized Italian heritage kind of Italian biblical religious elements yes exactly and that biblical religious element can come off gothic sometimes which it is for sure that's literally gothicism so um but there were people in the comments section who were like oh this is giving me funeral this theme looks all over the place I don't understand the theme I don't know what they were going for and it's like no this is Italian like yes religious this is passion yeah yeah so and I I know what I also think so I remember at one point thinking my ultimate aim with wedding attire was for it to for you to not recognize the year I was born um the year I was married the year you were born yeah no the because you recognize when people got married in the 80s the puffy dresses like there's sort of I remember reading somewhere of like if you can't tell the year you were married you've you know you've done really well with your dress choice but I don't think that's important. And yeah, okay, I don't know if I would have gone like as committed to a theme as the Kravis wedding. But I also think fashion is something to be celebrated and enjoyed. And maybe it's not always timeless. And maybe, I don't know, sometimes it's worth taking a risk. And sometimes, like you said, with that lady who wore the really beautiful Dior suit, some people might not understand that and some things might look really plain mm-hmm. and really dull. But if like, like you're saying for a Chanel suit, I understand that that is magnificent mm-hmm. and not everyone might appreciate that. And that is, it's the perfect example of dressing for yourself and doing what you want for your own wedding. Yeah. And I really celebrate when people not even fight against the norm, but just, we're moving away from traditional weddings as it is. I think fewer people are getting married in churches or more people might be getting married abroad. They have a registry office or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really nice to see people express themselves via, like, it's such a pivotal fashion moment. Mm-hmm. And if someone goes a bit untraditional, I feel like it speaks volumes and it's really special. Mm-hmm. And it just feels really like, 
this is me or someone expressing themselves in a really special way. Yeah, definitely. I think weddings are the perfect time to question tradition. I think it's really important that if you get married, you get married in the way that suits you guys. And it's not the opinion of the congregation. Um, I think that, like, for example, I would wear bar bar suit. No, I would wear Chanel suit because I'm sure I think it would suit me. I want to wear it again or the option to wear it again. I don't think I like the idea of a veil because I'm not this like, virgin bride who's being given away by my father to like another man you know Mm -hmm. like I'm a you know I'm an item being passed off to the next owner that's me people love that and it's romantic to have this massive veil and to have that lace and I get it like I get the imagery but that's I think is a perfect time to question and ask yourself do I want that or is it just tradition do I want to wear that or is it just tradition and for Courtney I think because she's in this next phase of her life where she's having fun and she's passionately in love she wants to she's she's playing more of the sexier role hence the mini dress the heels in the mini dress she's also very religious actually um Hence why she's got this massive lace veil with the Virgin Mary embroidered on it, you know. Um, she's obviously feeling more, she's obviously, she's always been quite a strong character. Mm-hmm. Um, but for her to say, I don't need a floor length dress. I'm in my 40s and I'm just going to do what the fuck I want, you know. And I think the fact that all the guests turned up in different things, the fact that they got married in only a few months that they, they got engaged, it yeah. was like, kind of wear what you want like this is our theme our general theme or get pick some up something up at the Dolce and Gabbana store (laughs) and that will be fine and it I don't have to worry about what all these bridesmaids are gonna wear and if they're gonna match all the same and you know what colors I'm gonna choose because there isn't a color theme yeah Um, I don't have to worry about you know all the tuxes looking the same because people are just gonna wear whatever suit they want to wear and put like a a cute red rose on it um and it allowed them to like (laughs) scarlet showing a picture on screen um one red rose or lots of red roses um and and that was a picture of courtney travis's son and chloe basically all in dolce and gabbana red rose outfits Mm -hmm. so for sure they were the outfitters of the italian trip yeah, yeah yeah exactly and I think it just meant that because everyone were free to pick different things within that general theme it meant there was less to organize and it was like we're getting married because we want to get married to each other and we don't need to have a massive build-up um hearkening back to Kim's second wedding yeah um which was an extravaganza um well, Chris Humphreys yeah Chris Humphreys that was a wedding Boy, oh boy, was that a wedding. Vera Wang sponsored that. I mean, Vera Wang probably sponsors every celebrity wedding. And what's that jeweler? What's her name? You always remember her name. Oh, Lorraine Schwartz. There you go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I think... Future Miss Big, if you're listening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I... I like it for that reason, you know. Yeah, and so I really actually love, I saw Laura Whitmore when she got legally married to Ian Sterling. She wore a white pantsuit and she looked amazing. Mm -hmm. And I've seen so many models do similar things or wear something. And I think the difference is if you're a celebrity and you're famous you get more options to wear wonderful things. Yes. And so I think you can like, and I don't mean settle in a negative way, but I think you can settle for the chic pared down option when you get to go on a red carpet and wear ball gowns and you get to borrow wonderful clothes. Mm. But I think for us regular folk, I don't get to do that 
Right. Mim and I are so longing for our Ellie Saar bread carpet moment. We have been since we were 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not happened yet and that doesn't happen in our lives. But for those people, it could. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not Ellie Saab, let's be honest, if you're Laura Whitmore. But, um, but you get these big moments to experiment with fashion and wear designers that you could never afford. And you just wear it for one occasion or whatever it might be. But I think for us regular Joes, a wedding is that one occasion. And so I think it speaks so much more if you opt to not go for your big ball gown moment and if you opt for something different. Um, And I would would love a classic pantsuit. I would love that. I think it's so gorgeous. I think it's so chic. Um, But also when is the other occasion I get to wear a floor length dress? Yeah. And there's that that, that inner like fashion turmoil. Mm. But I think more and more people are are pushing it. Um, I think it's a really exciting time for wedding fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were talking in our wedding episode how a lot of of people are not wearing white anymore. I mean, she chose to wear white, white, bright white. So that was quite traditional in that sense. I I actually think that's, that's the main way I think I would deviate. I if I can picture it now, I mean, if I can picture it now, I'd wear Ellie Saab, but it wouldn't be white. Um, but yeah, I could see myself wearing a floor-length dress, but it wouldn't be white. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I mean, too. when I was younger, was it red? Yes, it was. <laughs> you can still have that. It's like, That's you know, disgusting. It's disgusting. No, 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 not as like a wedding dress, I mean, because that was a phase. I remember growing up in the early 2000s. Well, so I had a white dress for the church, but when I went outside, I had the equivalent in red. That's what I designed when I was like 10 years old. Wow. Yeah. It looked oh. very Tudor. So we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, um, but no, no, I, I, I agree. I think you can you can explore anything and people I I love the black wedding dress I love I love it all um that reminds me selling sunset did you see Christine Quinn's wedding did I see of course I did her black dress was something else so I feel like she's um she does things for the the shop value yeah but I have seen a lot of other people have black wedding dresses um I don't know if you ever watched 90210 but Annie from 90210 oh yeah of course Aunt, in real life her in real life wore a black wedding dress oh what's her name in real life um Shanae Grimes or Greens oh, yes. or Beach now it is mm-hmm. um and she looked beautiful and it looked really cool she's married to this British rock and roll guy it really suits their vibe, but she also looks beautiful. And I think that she probably did it in protest of white or whatever. But let's be honest, for most occasions, a black dress is a fail safe. So why for a wedding is it not? Yeah. I know, you know I know what? it's the purity and all of that. No, it's, white. it's not even because white wedding dresses. It's got nothing to do with purity. It's Queen Victoria got married in a white dress and it became a fashion yeah. thing. And everyone started copying her. And you know what? She was also the same woman who spent half her life in a black Very dress black. with her husband. Morning, yeah. So we Fucking can just love that woman. spin those two on their heads. Yeah. Um, there is no chicer colour than black. And I think that black wedding dresses, so long as they're a nice dress, of course, it's like with everything they can look stunning um also i want to say that i found her instagram Sinead grimes and she looks completely different yeah i mean she's got the same face but she's really got a different vibe to how she was in 90210 mm-hmm. oh. but yeah i can see she's got more of like a gothic vibe now so i can see how she got married in a black dress um, what did you think of Travis's suit? Can I just say, I think Travis is a fashion icon of the two. <laughs> you know, yeah, you got a point there. Don't get me wrong. I think, <clears throat> I 
think fashion uh, fashion wise, Courtney dresses herself extremely well. She is very petite, and she you know what she looks nice like most of the time, and she dresses really nicely, and she has across the years before Travis and whatever. And I really do like her gothic phase. Every now and then, is it a bit much? Yes, it is. But like, whatever. She's trying too hard with like the. Yeah, she's trying too hard with the rock and roll aesthetic, but I'm sure we will have at times. Yeah. Um, but he takes just the right fashion risk. And I I can't say I've ever really seen him and be like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. And like mm. the direct comparison, I guess, is Machine Gun Kelly. Because obviously their relationship, the relationship is comparable with like Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. But Machine Gun Kelly is kind of crazy when it comes to fashion. He is a risk taker. Whereas I feel like Travis Barker is like low key, like really demure when it comes to fashion. And he's, he's also an older man. And I think yeah, but let's it. compare the Met Gala looks of Travis and Courtney. Travis gets into the Met Gala, in my opinion. Courtney should be sent home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But that's the thing. With women, I, I don't want to compare him to Courtney yeah, because true. I think women have a lot more other I fashion choices. Yeah. yeah, and they take more fashion risks because image is everything for a woman in the spotlight. Um, so it's really hit or miss. it can be really hit or miss with women with men they take less risks they have less options and so it's always going to be a tamed or a more as you say like demure version of what they could have done it's never going to be that outlandish but when you compare him to machine gun kelly who is younger who is more because he's younger it's like Men wearing whatever they want to wear is more acceptable than like Travis's day when it was like, if you're a punk rocker, like this is your aesthetic. And I think because he has such a strong sense of what he likes and his style, he's never really going to deviate too much from that. I think his suit for his wedding was so nice, nicely tailored, but you could tell like this is a guy who has a sense of like personality, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think also the fact that he's having to dress himself with his aesthetic mm. of a heavily tattooed guy, like that gives a preconception as it is. But he he doesn't dress just to fit that mold and he wore a beautifully tailored suit and he looked really, really sophisticated. He looked really great. And I just it suited him. I think it suited the vibe. Mm-hmm. And and he's super slim. He's in shape. But I just think standalone, he looked great. And it was very traditional looking. But because he's got this unconventional look of tattoos and piercings, it sort of worked exquisitely well. Mm. And also his first suit, not the one in Italy, but the registry office mm-hmm. one. It was a, it was giving me, because I'm watching a lot of James Bond. Yeah. It was very like, it was colorless. Yeah. 1960s. Mm-hmm. For sure. James Bond villain. Maybe mortician. <laughs> like, yeah, it looks like down. a bit Halloween y, a bit more like Morticia Adams, which they both mm-hmm. seem to love that sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it just shows that. There are so many more options available than the kind of prom vibe that weddings used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even you said, even when it comes to bridesmaid, there wasn't like this one theme. You know, like Kim had everyone wearing, I think, white and black, and Chloe had like her pastel bridesmaids. And I just aren't we past that? Mm-hmm. Like, aren't we past these like perfect photos? And our phones and photographers take, take such beautiful pictures. It doesn't matter what someone's wearing. It doesn't matter what the overall aesthetic is. And I think that just what you want, owning your personality or showing, like just wearing whatever you feel good in is worth way more than convention at this point. Yeah, 
I agree. I agree. And that takes us to 10 to 10. <laughs> Half of that was um, fluff, but not yeah. wedding. Um, what should I pull me? Would, do you want to wear a conventional wedding dress? Mm. You if wanna... you want to get married, do you want to wear a conventional wedding dress? Yeah or no? So that's our poll. Yeah. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Style Over Substance, guys. Don't forget to check out our Instagram or Spotify to respond to this week's poll. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.